Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Press for Time podcast. It is Monday, Monday 10th, 2020, and it's, um, well, I'm just going to get out of the way. It's been a way better last few days since the episode that I posted about five days ago now, um, After that episode, um, I'm not sure if you guys could even hear that, but I was a little emotional. Um, there was some stuff behind the scenes that were going on. Uh, I'm not sure if I disclosed it then, but I'm pretty sure I, 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 or if I didn't, I had gotten into an argument with my girlfriend. Um, I said some really mean things out of frustration with myself um and it had really nothing to do with uh my my girlfriend um it was mostly just um the insecurities that I was having and just a culmination of a bunch of different things that were going on and uh that kind of tipped things over and it went really it went south uh, very quickly, um, after I posted that, that podcast, I was, uh, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I, I did have a, a moment where I started to wonder if, you know, if I wanted to be around, if I wanted to continue, um, now, ultimately, I know that I do want to be around, that I do want to continue living my life because I'm, I'm only 30 years old. Um, there is so much life to be lived and life is very mysterious in a way that you can have your worst day followed by your best day. Um, that's kind of the magic of life is you really don't understand why so you know things happen but that's the journey well about two days after i posted the uh the podcast i had a day where i was oh i felt so low um it got really bad i ended up calling the suicide hotline and uh although yeah i i was suicidal in a way I wasn't I don't have the the balls to go through with it I'm, I'm sure that's just the, the most terrible way to put it but I don't have the I don't think that I'll, I'll I have gotten to that point I hope I never get to that point but going and feeling that way was extremely distressing for my body I didn't know how to react I am honestly surprised that in that moment I didn't have a panic attack because I felt so uncomfortable. I felt like the walls were closing in. Even talking about it right now, <clears throat> it, it's like I could feel like anxiety coming and rushing to my body. My throat's getting, you know, tight and it's getting hard to breathe. And I'm going to end up giving myself one here, but. Uh, I got to a point where it was really difficult for me to continue to, to not 
voice and share what I was feeling. So I called my therapist. My therapist was not available. And uh, she didn't call me back till the next day. And honestly, she had let me know before, hey, you know, if you ever get to a point where you might need help or you need to talk to somebody immediately, you know, I, I, you give me a call. And if I'm not available, just always give that suicide hotline a call. I wish I wrote down the number so I can give it to you guys. Um, but I didn't know the number, so I Googled it and I I spoke to, a, to two different hotlines and they're 24 hours. Well, I think there's 24 hours or no, I think, well, one of them is like, I call, I, I like randomly like wrote down on Google, I typed, is there a number for people who want to talk to somebody like anybody? And then they gave me a number. And I called and this really nice gentleman from New Jersey picked up and he was the most, he was super kind. He was very kind. He was trying to just, you know, listen and he would, he would chime in every once in a while. And I mean, he was on the phone with me for like 30 minutes and complete stranger. Just, I think the phone rang like once or twice. <clears throat> That's how fast they were at the ready. And they, 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 well, he, um, basically spoke to me for, yeah, about 35 minutes. Um, and <clears throat> as I was talking to him, I didn't feel any different. You know, I just, I felt still very like sad and like confused and like super melancholy. I didn't know what to think. I was scared. Um, I was so pent up with emotion that I couldn't even cry. I just remember that, like, I just kept talking, 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 and he kept, you know, just chiming in every once in a while, letting me know that it was going to be okay. It wasn't my fault, you know, and, you know, it, for some people, including myself, that sounds like very generic, but these are things that you have to hear subconsciously. When people tell you, because a lot of the time it's, um, for those of us that are like cursed with this anxiety and depression, things can seem like they're your fault exclusively. Like it's your fault that this is happening. It's your fault that, you know, whatever. And while I do believe in owning up to your actions because you are in charge of yourself, um, it's still nice to hear that it isn't your fault that you know, that it's okay to feel sad, that it's okay to cry, that because you're a man, it doesn't mean that you're less of a man if you express yourself, which that's kind of something that I always feel is if I feel emotional, because I am a very emotional person. I mean, and depending on like what your family is like or your partner, that could either be a good thing or it could be a bad thing for them, not necessarily you, because having emotion is how the best things in life come about. Music, movies, books, decisions, good or bad. And that applies to everything. You need emotion. Life is not worth living unless you felt every feeling at least once that's heartbreak that's happiness that's joy that's ecstasy and i mean the feeling 
um, over happiness or being down in the dumps, going into these like roller coaster feelings. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that you want to be on, on that too much because that's not good, but you know, feeling joy and, and being emotional and being and, and enjoying your emotions isn't bad. Well, um, I forget what I was uh, speaking about, but going back to the, the, the gentleman who picked up my call when I called the hotline, um, at the end, as I had explained what was going on, it was, it was, it was easier to breathe. I could breathe a little better. It wasn't sitting on my chest so much. I felt like, um, I had gotten it out of my body out of my mind, out of my soul, you know, out of the depths of my stomach, I felt kind of cleansed. And uh, I knew that, you know, th these people, they have many people who call. And missing a phone call is obviously not ideal. They're supposed to be there, you know, for people who are depressed or suicidal or need to talk to somebody and I, I fit the criteria that day um i made i reached out to a couple people um none, none, none that was my family none that was my friends just a couple people who are like i you know with the suicidal uh, hotlines that called like two or three after it was over um, you know, we said, I said goodbye. I said, Hey, thank you. You know, I, I told them, you know, I'm a total stranger. You have no idea what walk of life I'm coming from. I have no idea what you've been through. All I know is that, you know, like today, this moment, you helped me. And he did. He, he helped me because I didn't feel like I had any, I didn't feel like I had anybody or at least anybody that I wanted them to hear what was going on in my head and what I was thinking. So I hang up the phone and I start getting anxiety, you know, because I'm back to being alone. You know, I'm kind of stressing out. I'm, you know, I'm trouble breathing. I'm a little bit disoriented. So then I get up and I, I go to the bathroom, splash my water with face, or <laughs> splash my face with water. Um, but I might as well be splashing my water with uh, my face, uh, my water with face because. Uh, when you when you're like when you have anxiety, that's how you think. Things don't make any sense. You start to try to make sense of it, then you wonder if you're. Anxiety is a. Is the worst thing. I mean, there's worser things, but you know what I mean. Like for those of us that like experiences anxiety, it's like so tough to gather yourself. When I come back, um, I still feel like dirt, but I feel better. I mean, at least I don't feel like somebody's walked in, in a mud hole into me and all the while um things between my girlfriend and i at the time a couple of days ago they were very they were tough they were they were, it was very it was awkward because i said some things and she, it was never her fault it, it it wasn't it isn't her fault it's the situation that this pandemic has put on us and uh you, you know i just every like as i was saying it i i knew to like be quiet but i was just so like i like when i called the suicide hotline and i 
I wanted to shut up and not say anything, but like my mouth and my soul just kept talking and my and I vented and I was angry and I was sad and so um she was acting a little distant and that's that's okay, you know. after after what I had said which I didn't like attack her or anything. I, I just like this is just the situation. So I didn't like I'm I, I'm not that type of guy where I'm just gonna like mistreat my, my, my girlfriend. When I was younger, you know, I had insecurities. I've always had insecurities and I never really up until now and because of the pandemic, I never really paid attention to them. So I, I always kinda would say Man, oh, fuck it. I'm going to feel better tomorrow. I'm going to feel better next week. And eventually, like a scab, it'll just I'll just forget about it and it'll go away. But I never really addressed it till now. So back then, yeah, I would be a little... I'd be an asshole sometimes. And I wouldn't cheat on them. I would never cheat on any, on any girlfriend. Uh, I'm extremely loyal. And it, you... you I, not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but just the type of relationship that I have with my girlfriends. Like, I've I've always been the the guy that they, the person that gets broken up with, right? And I go through my heartbreak, and I you know try to work on myself, and and it isn't until like maybe a couple months to a year later that those same women who left me will reach out and say, hey, you know, like. Maybe it took them a while to see that I did treat them right, you know, and that I was going through stuff and I didn't really know how to recognize it. Um, So every once in a while, I might get a message from like somebody that I was with like eight years ago or sometimes uh, 10 years ago. And it's just sort of like, hey, how are you during the pandemic? I got a few phone calls, just, you know, nothing. It was just one call. How are you? Oh, I'm good, you know, from a couple of people that I knew and was close with. And so the type of person that I am, I won't be that way and try to, you know, make a person feel bad. But I said some stuff and um, I tried to get her to understand that it wasn't her fault, that it isn't her fault. But after that, we just had we're a little distant with each other. And then that made me feel even worse because. I do love my girlfriend. Um, it's not something that is just that I just say because it's fun. I am completely in love with her. She's beautiful inside and out. Makes my life extremely better. Makes me want better for myself. And I think that aside from me trying not to be the same person that I maybe was, um, She's also made me want to be a better person mentally. Um, So when she was very distant and not close and, you know, just sort of not our usual self, it was hard. And I knew to give it, give it time, give her space. Honestly, she's, she's a very strong woman. Like she's very, uh, independent she's a very driven and smart and that's intimidating for a lot of men but for me it's it's not intimidating because um 
Well, maybe it's not intimidating in the way that I think that, like, oh, my girlfriend is going to be, she might have a better career than me, or she might have a better job or make more money. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Um, I grew up with a single mother who um, raised three men. Uh, I have an older brother and a younger brother, and um, all of us are great men. Um, we all have our, uh, you know, our, our, our personalities, but none of us have any bad tendencies. You know, we're not involved in crime. We were never, even if we, well, no, that wouldn't fly. We never, we never were, you know, considered quote unquote bad kids. And we, I feel like we grew up to be serviceable, serviceable people in our community. Um, so I've seen a woman be a man and be strong and be a woman while the father isn't there. So um, the fact that she's strong and comes from a very strong and really proud family um, doesn't doesn't scare me anything. Um, but because she is a strong and very in charge woman, um, I, I never thought that she would maybe, you know, consider staying with me, but we had a talk about a day after or two days after, and I said, hey, you know, I just want you to know that that night I was just menting and I'm sorry, and it doesn't take away from the hurt that I caused, um, but I just really wanted to get her to understand that it wasn't her fault, it's not her fault, and that it doesn't change anything right but still you know it's kind of like elephant in the room so after a few days she came around and I I'm so grateful because um I don't really have a lot of great things uh and it's a little hard to see the great in the darkness you know, you can't really appreciate something when you can't see it. But my relationship with her is, is very important to me. Um, I'm getting older. I'm 30. But I'm not like... Uh, <clears throat> if I'm 30, I, in my head, I'm like 40. To me, it's important to want to be with somebody who wants to grow old with you. And although she is a couple years older than me. <laughs> she's kind of a cougar it's a joke um you know i i kind of i've always envisioned myself to be with somebody who wants to experience 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 things with me and i see that with her and you know i don't know what will happen tomorrow or next week or next month or a year from now but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy the ride tonight, tonight, today, you know, for the foreseeable future, whichever. So, yeah, things are, things are, you know, keep getting back and, and are back. And we, we hung out after and, we, you know, we went out and she told me she loved me and, gave me a kiss and gave me a hug and she's just really supportive 
you know, it's hard to find somebody who is going to be supportive and understand what you're going through. And she has had to see me kind of be weak in a sense to try to overcome this and manage it and get a hold of it. And I have setbacks and so, yeah, like she loves me. Um, even if my anxiety and my low self-esteem sometimes makes me question everybody, um, I understand that she wouldn't be here and my family wouldn't be around if they didn't love me. So the week, couple, you know, it's been about five or six days since I posted that and then what's happened. So I feel better. I'm not taking any meds. Um, I, what I did do, instead of keeping things in the dark from people, I ended up talking to my mom because I mentioned in the last podcast that I was like, hey, you know, sometimes people love you so much that you don't want to tell them what's going on because you don't want to hurt them. And one of the hardest pills to swallow is if you've got family live with you like I do and you're not isolated by yourself you know, well I mean isolated if you're not by your on your own living on your own you have the luxury of having able bodies and people in the house to talk to you and talk that's a blessing and that's your olive that's your olive that's your branch I don't know what I'm talking about but that's your branch that's you need to use that and they love you you need to explain to them with calm you know, in your voice, just, hey, you know, this is what I'm going through. I have panic attacks. I have anxiety. Things get me down. Sometimes you'll see me mope. You know, but just talking about it helps. So I went downstairs. Because usually what happens is if I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a bad kind of life, I'm, if I'm feeling funky, my self-defense is to just get in my room and be quiet. And don't tell anybody and just kind of, you know, right, right out the wave. And um, I was so up to like my neck in feelings and like my nerves that I broke down and I went downstairs, sat with my mom. And my mom is like just the sweetest, most loving person. Um... Mother's Day, if you guys didn't have or had have, you know, parent pass away, you know, my condolences, I know how, I don't know, you know, I think everybody will know at some point, but currently I don't know how that feels and, but sadness is universal and I know what sadness is, sadness is, so, you know, I'm sorry, you know, it's the memory of your of of your lost one is important once they're gone you have to cherish them keep them with you forever they'll never not be around if you remember them if you remember what they say if you remember their advice and love them while they're still here if you're so fortunate um we sat down i sat down with my mom and i said hey you know I think I'm having another panic attack or an anxiety attack. Cause see, I use panic attack very loosely. And I think a lot of the times what I do have are 
Maybe not panic attacks, but for sure anxiety attacks. Or, no, anxiety attacks or panic attacks. One of them. Maybe a mix of both, like a gumbo of all this uh, terrible, terrible feeling. Um, I, I spoke to her and I said, hey, you know, this is what's happening. This is how I feel. There are days where I feel this way. And then she, she, I, I, I've known and I can see it that she also has some sort of anxiety and panics and but because of just her lion-esque, like, fighter spirit, she's always fought. She's always fought and figured out ways, and she'll do all types of remedies. And I think, like, when because anxiety and, and, and depression are these things that, like, we cre- we've created sometimes. And we have to have faith in something. You have to have faith in something. You can't just walk around and be hopeless and helpless. That's just, you're only feeding both of those demons, right? So I feel like you have to have faith. Whatever faith, doesn't mean like religious faith. I'm just faith in something. So if, in, if you have faith in your workouts and you're working out and you're, I mean, you're tearing it up, you're going to get out of that hole, man. Because you're, you're, you're every, every set, every workout, you're just, digging in those heels and not getting pushed around if you're painting if you're drawing if you're animating if you're doing anything whatever you're doing if you have faith in it it'll get you out of that you just have to believe you know it is it's that simple but sometimes i know it could be hard well she um she told me hey you know like we have all these things that we can do you know i can make you this i can make you that i mean it and, you know, whether you believe or not, I'm just going to tell you what I've been doing. Um, after, uh, it was a night where I developed, like, nighttime anxiety. As, as soon as I see the sun go down and it's kind of dark, um, something in my mind triggers and I start to just want to, like, not be safe. My brain is like, oh, you're in, you're in danger. I mean, I'm, I'm doing this podcast right now at 7.30 p.m. The sun is going down. Uh, and I can still see sunlight. And if I look outside, the sun is still out. But what I mean is, like, I know it's coming. In about 30 minutes, it'll be, it'll be nighttime. And I am starting to get some, like, anxious feelings. I'm sort of getting uh, uh, uneasy I'm a little uneasy right now um so I I started to notice that I was developing this nighttime anxiety and I didn't know why and I mean I could be fine all day I mean oh I've I've also I drove I got behind the wheel so (laughs) you know hey small victories so I got behind the wheel for a little bit I think I drove for like a couple miles like maybe three or four miles something like that which you know, um, well, I, uh, I went downstairs and I told her, I said, Hey, you know, I think I'm, I'm having this nighttime anxiety. And so she gave me this, um, I believe it's a little, it's like room, at least room temp water. You squeeze half a lemon, 
you know, and then you put like a tablespoon or a tea, not a table, a teaspoon of salt. You mix it up, you shake it, you know, and then you drink it. And you just, you don't have to, you don't have to down it, but you just drink it. You know, you could just, you know, take it. You don't have to sip it either, but you just kind of drink it. And I kid you not, just try it. When you feel like you're a little anxious, just get some water in a cup, cup of water. You know, not like a tiny cup. Get a cup of water, a cup of water. You could be room temp. You could warm it up a little bit, whatever your preference. I, I haven't tried it to be like ice cold. Because, I, I mean, if you drink ice cold water, I don't think it's that. I think it shocks your body. I don't think it's that great for your body. Well, anyway, around nighttime, I tend to stay away from things that are cold. Or shock my body. I just don't feel like they do me any favors. So she goes to the kitchen and she makes this thing, right? Now, I don't believe any of that stuff. Um, I know that throughout like mankind and our history as like humanity, we've had remedies for a lot of things that have been natural herbs, this and that. Um, some of the stuff works, some of the stuff is far-fetched, some of the stuff is even fake, and people take advantage of you. It's become a, a business, but back, you know, a couple hundred years ago, that was just sort of how we as humans looked out for our health. So I'm inclined to believe that some of that stuff is legit and it works. And if it doesn't work, the mind is a very powerful thing. You could trick yourself into thinking that you're okay. You know, kind of like fake it till you make it, except with like a drink or something. So I'm choosing to believe that this works because I've seen how it works for me, right? So the gist is that you do you do the cup of water with the lemon. You squeeze half a lemon. I don't know if it's a full lemon, but if it, and for sure you squeeze half a lemon and you get all the juice out of it. Lemon is the yellow one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lemonade, lemon. Well, that one. Jesus, brain fart. Um, you you add a, a teaspoon of uh, salt, and you you stir it up. You stir it up. You stir it up. Like I said, room temp or a little warm. I I don't know about hot. So you drink it. Right? And you don't, like I say, you don't have to sip it. You don't have to gulp it. You could just take it, you know, just drink it. And maybe about 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, depending on how, you know, how relaxing it is, you you start to come down. You you actually start to come down. And I don't know if you guys, if you guys notice this, but, or know this, but the body has a defense, right? Like yawning is... Now, have you ever tried to yawn when you're stressed out? You get locked jawed. You can't. Your body doesn't. It's like you can't. Your body's like, no, now is not the time. But always in the midst of your anxiety, in the midst of your, your feeling anxious, look f or try to yawn. Yawning is powerful. If you yawn, your body relaxes. It's like, okay. I'm cool. I'm relaxed. And after a big meal, you know, all that, you start to relax. You you yawn. So I start yawning. She looks at it. She's like, okay, 
you're, you're starting to calm down. You know, your body yawns. Your body's yawning, you're, you're relaxing. And wouldn't you know it, I was calm. I mean, not in the sense where I was like, oh, you know, it's, I'm good, everything's good. I still had those, like, feelings, like, oh, my God. The, you know, I still had those thoughts, but I didn't have that impending doom feeling. So, although I was able to, like, recognize that, the, 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 I recognized in my head the issue or the thought, I didn't act. I, like, I didn't act on it. I just, I, I just, I just was able to just, just be calm. So I started, start thinking like, okay, huh, all right. So now I have this weapon in my arsenal, right? Because this, this anxiety, the, the, you know, the panic attacks, this anxiety attacks, the, the, the feeling that you're uneasy, it's your mind, right? It's your mind. It's your mind playing tricks on you. It's your own self trying to trick you. So, okay. What are you going to do? Well, let's modify the way we think. Let's try to work on, you know, this and that. Let's, let's, now the type of person that I am is I, I like to, I want to face it head on. You see, like, I, when I have that or I feel that, I, I, I start to amp myself up and I pound, pound my chest and I, I get upset. You know, I'm like, all right, hey, come on. All right, let's go. Let's have it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, and and I want it. You know, I I don't want it, but if you're gonna come at me, then I want you. You know, it's like a fight. You're you're either, you know, it's a fight or flight response, and a lot of the time we're we're flighting. We're 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 trying to evade this, right? We're we're doing everything in our in our in our, in our power to just breathe and you know, avoid it, avoid the boogeyman, but sometimes you get to a point where you just don't give a fuck anymore, where you want a piece of that action, and that's how I've been dealing with this stuff a little bit, now, when I feel it coming, I can almost prep for it, but when it just hits me, as I'll give you an example, like yesterday, um, I had a, a nightmare where I killed myself, like I shot myself, in my own dream, I had a gun, and it, I was just messing with the gun, and I put it in my mouth, and I was like, I wonder if I'll feel anything, and I kind of fucked around with the trigger until eventually I just went for it, like, I just didn't even think about it, I just, my finger just went click, and I just, I don't even think I woke up, or I think I, well, no, I shouldn't say I think I woke up, but in, in, and the last few nights have been terrible just because, like, I have that nighttime anxiety and I've been able to go to sleep. But there's always a possibility that I have, like, nightmares. And I wake up with this full-blown anxiety. Just, I mean, blood pressure shoots up. I can feel everything go crazy. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I actually, um... It happened to me not too long ago, like I said, like I think last night or two nights ago. Um, it just hit me like a truck. I got up and I sleep in a room with with uh, my brother. He sleeps in his own bed. Uh, and my mom gets her own room because it's a, we're living in a two-bedroom apartment. But I was on fire. I, I could not relax. You know, it took me like an hour to go to sleep after that. And I mean, I don't 
believe in like I'm not a religious to much religious person but I do believe in like God and that there is a higher power and you know I think good things happen if you are a good person I don't know how that relates to religion but I, I you know I just prayed real quick I have a Bible that I keep uh, on my uh, nightstand and I just I grabbed it and I put it next to me and I put my hand on the pages and I and sorry if you hear the ice cream man uh, <laughs> I, I I put my hand on a few of the pages and I was just like you know please let me just get through this because um, I was having a panic attack and uh, my mom the uh, kind soul that she is she preps the drink the, the the water with the lemon and the salt for me and, and she um, she tells me you know don't don't drink it just when you feel like it's coming I want you to use it as an emergency type of situation right so when you're going through it I want you to drink this and it'll calm you down instead of just drinking it just to kind of keep it at bay I want you to and, and you know use it when you need it and me I the more something happens to me the more you get used to it you know kind of like with driving with whatever um I almost I don't invite it I don't invite it right but when I'm having it I do I try to get my head in the game to combat it instead of like try to evade it but um yeah, I, I remember I got I jumped out of bed, I went, I opened up the door, and I was headed to the bathroom when I slept. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the bathroom and I'm just gonna panic in there. So why not just stay here and just be freaking, you know, try to tough it out. So I did. Um and yeah, with the help of my Bible, uh and my thoughts and my prayers, I just felt like that played a part in it. I looked over and I saw that my mom had, you know, made me one of those uh, drinks. So I drank some of it. And wouldn't you know, this one was a little bit tougher. So about 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, ah. Yeah, it could have been that the panic attack was over and I felt better. But I was yawning. My body was like, oh, hey. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fell back to sleep. Woke up, had a conversation with my mom about it, you know, and I keep her in the loop now. I don't try to keep her at bay with this. I try to, you know, that's helped me a ton. I think part of the reason why I've been feeling a little bit better besides the, you know, my relationship with my girlfriend being uh, better now and, and uh, you know, the relationship with, between me and my mom with what's been going on, I don't have to keep it a secret. Um, it's like, I just feel better. Um you know what? I felt better talking to just that random gentleman from New Jersey. And then I ended up making a second phone call to the actual like 1-800 hotline, like the suicide hotline. And I spoke to the lady, because she was a woman. I spoke to a lady for like 45 minutes. She was on the phone for like almost 50 minutes. Like I said, complete strangers. And she just was really kind and I mean, I implore you, if you guys ever need anybody to talk to, 
just vent, 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 talk, just cry, whatever it is, you guys have to make the phone calls to these suicidal hotlines. Man, they work. They keep these feelings at bay. And if you ever feel like you're going to do something, make that call first. Make that call first. Um, I'm happy to say that I'm glad I take the resources and I use them. I'm happy that I didn't do anything stupid, that I didn't say anything stupid, that I spoke to people who well, wouldn't judge me, wouldn't make a decision about me. There is help if you need it. There's help if you want it. All you have to do is reach out. And I know that could be very difficult for, for a few people. Um, but there's always someone willing to listen and help if you just put it out there. So, um, the last thing that I'll leave you guys with is a product. Um, so I was on Amazon. My mom was on Amazon. She was looking for B12 vitamins and she said, oh, you know, I heard that magnesium is also very good for, uh, you know, for, uh, anxiety and it can help few folks out and I said oh you know that hey with the way that I've been feeling man I'll try almost anything so I bought this calm anti-stress drink that's what it's called but it's calm you know like the calm app calm so I bought it a, bought it a day ago and it, I bought it a day ago and arrived and when I keep saying a day ago it's just because like I, I don't really keep track of time that well I mean Sometime between five days from ago or something, like, all this has happened. Which is why, like, you know, when you start to reflect on things, it's, like, crazy how much you actually do and say and go through. Well, anyway. So I get it, I try it, and, hey, man, you know what? It works. It works for me. As a matter of fact, as soon as I'm done talking about, uh, or, you know, doing this uh, podcast, I'm going to go downstairs and pour me uh, some calm... And it's it's really great. So what you do is you you can take up to four uh, grams of it, but they suggest that you start with one gram and then every day increase it. And you could also, if you take four grams in a day, you could do two in the morning uh, and two in the evening, or depending on how you, how you need it. Now I I take two in the morning, and I guess I'm gonna start taking the second dose. Um, in the evening so here's what yeah you basically get whatever amount you desire in a cup you pour in some warm water i don't know about boiling i don't i don't think because you see people with anxiety you want to do it the right way you think like what if i boil it and change the chemistry of i don't know i just follow directions so it says warm water so what i do is i get like a bottle of water and then I'll pour it on like a, and you pour like three ounces and then I, I just put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds and it warms it up enough to the point where like, okay, this is like a little hot, but between, you know, it it's good. So then you pour in one gram or two grams, whichever you decide and then you drink it. Well, you add more water if desired, you could add more warm water or if you want to bring it back to room temp you add more room temp water if you want to put cold water just the water temperature doesn't matter after you've i guess 
put warm water first and then add the drink. So the second amount of water is whatever. You can put cold, hot, whatever. Um, and then you drink it. And to be honest, it does help. It does help. Now, am I saying that it's going to cure your anxiety? No. But if there's something that can get you to just kind of be, feel okay. And like I said, I, I still have these thoughts, right? Things bother me. Uh, sometimes I feel like somebody doesn't like me or like, it's just anxiety. It's just so, your self-esteem. It's the way you look at yourself. Sometimes I feel like someone's mad at me. These things still roam in my head, right? Like sometimes my girlfriend is so busy at work and I know she gets busy that she just won't really tax me, right? And I, I won't feel like I had enough attention. And look, I, I know, man, like sometimes it can be overbearing, but um, I'm an affectionate person and I like to give affection. I like to receive affection, you know? Uh, so, and I know it's silly. Like, that's kind of like why the anxiety is so frustrating because like, all oh, this is just very silly and it's stupid almost. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I still sometimes, I don't feel that way. Um, but like what I mean is like other feelings such as, you know, oh man, do I have this to do? I have this to do tomorrow. Oh my God. What's this person going to say? Oh, is this going to, how is this going to go? I have this other thing I got to do. Well, uh, this still, I still have those thoughts, but the, the feeling isn't that I'm going to, uh, that, that I'm going to um, freak out and, 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 and start to hyperventilate about it. They're just there. But my body's like, okay. All right, cool. Check, check, check the thoughts, read them, and go by your day. And they're still there. They're still there. Because my brain works like that. They're still there. I'm still thinking about it. But let's, you know, let's be, you know, let's keep calm. All right, so it just kind of helps me mellow out, but it doesn't take away the, the thoughts. It doesn't fix anything. It just keeps me mellow. And you know what, man? I, 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 it, be me being mellow means that I'm not, I'm less likely to be this rash person, and make or say stupid things. And that's a huge help. So that's calm. If you're interested, uh, I think Amazon has for like twenty dollars. It's like the anti-stress drink. I'm not sponsored by them, nor do I care about them. You know, I don't care if you buy it or not, but just, I'm just trying to give you guys some tips. Also essential oils, if you guys have them, you know, they can, they, they seem to ground me, right? Cause like when you're feeling like you're levitating out, you know, and you need grounding things, you can like water, you can, you know, start to think, say, you know, oh, that red car, well, that red car is going to get a car wash later and then it's going to get his tires checked and it's going to get the tires changed. And you're just trying to ground yourself. Well, I noticed that for me and like to kind of snap myself back to reality sometime or just to kind of help me cope. It doesn't always work, but um, essential oils, you could use lavender, any type of oil that can get your attention. Um, I think it's really, really helpful and uh, you should keep in your arsenal. And if you're if you have a religion, if you believe in something, keep doing it. Um, have faith in what you're doing. Put faith in something good. Um, things aren't going to be easy. Things are not going to be easy for myself. 
I know that tomorrow I may feel like I want to die again, but um, I'm taking it day by day and I'm trying to keep a, a more positive outlook. And I have to keep a positive outlook right now, especially because things are going well for me. Uh, I can't worry about what the next bad thing is going to be, right? Which is what I normally do. So I have to work on that. Anyway, I think this is the longest podcast I've done to date. So uh, I appreciate the views, the views, the uh, the listens. Um, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, listening, tuning in, whatever you guys do. Maybe you guys are going to work or working out or laying in bed crying. Um, I feel you. Um, I support you guys as well. You'll you'll manage, and you'll get through it. Uh, this is this open journal that I've been talking about. So, be safe. Be careful. If there's anything you guys take away from today, it's just to don't give up. You know, just wait for that sun to rise, and take care. Be good to people because you don't know what they're going through. And I know that some of us don't like people, but be good to be good to people, be good to yourself. So love yourself if you can or learn to love yourself. I know that it's a process for me, too. So thank you guys for listening and I will catch you guys in maybe five days or so. So thank you guys once again. I appreciate your time. Bye, guys.